welcome to a court of fairies and fangirls. I'm Alex. And I'm Sarah. And this is a Sarah J. Mass fan podcast where we are obsessed with her books and can't stop thinking about them or talking about them. So we figured why not record us thinking and talking about it. We're going to break down chapters, go through each book separately, go into character analysis and any thoughts or kind of theories that we have about books, characters, plots, etc. And maybe play some fun games along the way. Exactly. So welcome and enjoy. Good news. Mm. Guess who got Taylor Swift tickets today? You got two? Yay! Congratulations. Thank you. That's so exciting. Thank you. And they are Taylor Swift prices. Not inflated Ticketmaster prices. That's awesome. Because I think, honestly, what I think happened is Taylor was like, these are the prices. You do not change them for mm-hmm. these people. Yeah. She has influence. Also, like, they're being sued by Taylor Swift fans. So they're yeah. probably trying to, like... Mitigate that. Mitigate that. Mm-hmm. But, like, when they were selling tickets originally, people were getting, like, nosebleeds for, like, 600 bucks. Like, insane prices because... Yeah. They claim that it's, they like... They claimed it was... I they can't get remember. surge pricing or whatever. Basically. And I'm like, it doesn't work that way. You're freaking reselling tickets. Exactly. That's, it should be whatever it's listed as. Exactly. I'm like, if Taylor Swift says these are her mm. ticket prices, those should be her ticket prices. I know. So they were actually the prices that she originally announced. That's awesome. And I'm... I They, like, said you pick, like, a price range. Mm-hmm. And then they would try to get you a ticket within that price range. Okay. It could have been the lowest end of that price range. It could have been the top end of that price range. So I did from the lowest to up to 250 a ticket. Yeah. Which seems reasonable. They they went up to 450, but I figured like Mm. I could get a decent ticket in there. Yeah. And I got it. I I did get 250 tickets, Mm -hmm. but they're floor seats. That's amazing. So like. Yeah. they're They're great seats. Yeah. So. I'm so grateful. I know. You're like, I'm going. I will be there. Yes. <laughs> That's what matters. Because <laughs> it's also my, it's April 29th. Yeah. So it's like the week I turn 30. Right. It's the big birthday weekend. Exactly. So I'm like, I have to be there. Yes. And it's know. the big deal because it's like in her song, right? Like April 29th yep, is like April mentioned. 20th. Exactly. Yeah. Thank you for remembering that. I do. I do. You said that and I was like, so, oh, that's cool. So it's like, I'm hoping it's like an extra special show too because mm-hmm. she loves that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um. Fingers crossed. So fingers crossed. Yes. But I'm just so... And it's the Eras Tour. Like, how do I not go to the Eras Tour? I know. As I'm entering a new decade. Like... Mm-hmm. It's perfect. It's perfect. I'm so excited for you. Thank you. Yes. I was like... I got the email this morning. I was like... Ah, yes. <laughs> yes. 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 All right. So, as promised, mm-hmm. um, this is the part of the episode where we are going to shout out some of our fam patrons mm-hmm. thank you again for joining patreon thank you so much um the five we're gonna shout out today are kim b ashley s nicole c samantha r and michelle g thank you guys so much we are eternally grateful thank you thank you and for everybody that wants to be shouted out make sure you sign up for our patreon Yes. Well, specifically, the fam tier are where we get the shout outs. So you can join for as low as a dollar, hop in on the Discord, but our fam $5 tier gets the patron shout out. Mm-hmm. So just so you know. Um, welcome back, everybody. Welcome back. Um, this is episode three. We're going to do chapters eight through 11, and we're calling this episode 22 Months Later. Mm-hmm. Bum, 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 where we left off. 
tragic, devastating. Awful. Awful. Mm-hmm. It's time for a time jump. Yeah. See what's going on with all these characters. Um, okay. Should we dive in? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Chapter eight. Summary. Okay. 22 months later, Bryce has a business meeting turned family reunion at the White Raven. Yeah. What'd you notice? It seems that Bryce has like somewhat moved on, but not really. Mm-hmm. Um, she still has rage like when two years ago is mentioned. Like just yeah. the fact that a time is mentioned and she's just like, she doesn't talk to her friends anymore. She doesn't drink. She doesn't dance. She doesn't seem to do much. Yeah. And like it just, it's like depressing. It's sounding. very depressing. But it's <sighs> almost like she's stable. Ish. At least. Yeah, yeah. It kind of like, seems stable. She's doing life, mm-hmm. but she's just dead inside. Yeah. Which is awful. That's heartbreaking. It is. Mm-hmm. The first like bit of this chapter, though, my initial reaction was like, oh, I don't I guess not much has changed. Yeah. She comes out of the bath- bathroom after fooling around with the lion shifter. Yeah. So like that was my very first gut response when mm-hmm. this chapter opened. I was like, oh, same old Bryce. Yeah. But then we just keep getting these little hints throughout it where we're like, oh, not, not the same old Bryce. Yeah. Because, again, this first page, it talks about how she hasn't danced. Yeah. And dancing was, like, her thing. Mm-hmm. And it's, like, she, I think it said, like, she's ignoring the urge to dance or rather denying it. And I was, like, why? I'm just kind of, like, are you yeah. trying to deprive yourself of all joy because you feel guilty? Like, if so, that's so self-sabotaging and, like, yeah. terrible. But it's so sad. people do it. Yeah. Like, when you're in that place, mm-hmm. it doesn't make sense. And it's probably not even just like self-sabotaging. It probably reminds her of her friends. Yeah. Like that's a really hard thing to go through. Mm-hmm. Let's see. Okay. So yeah. So Bryce is hooking up, like you said, yeah. Um, and, but she's actually there to meet somebody for business. Yeah. So it was like a little business and pleasure. <laughs> exactly. Um, the hilarious part mm-hmm. is that line shifter. Yeah. Like she mentions this business meeting and he's definitely confused because he thinks that she's a prostitute. Yes. Which Oops. cracks me. Like, I'm just picturing, like, I feel like this is one of those times where you can totally visualize the image. Because it's like they're looking at each other and he says, like, I can't pay you. And she's like, like, heavy <laughs> blank. Like, what? Like, what do you mean pay me? And she's like, no, it's on the house. And he's kind of like staring back at her. Like, they're so, they have such the wrong perception of each other. And yeah. it just cracks me up. Like, I just picture it in my head. Being very comical. Um, We also find out that she has not been engaging with her old friend. So Juniper still talks to her, but she's just so busy with dancing. They hardly ever get to interact. Mm -hmm. And Fury is just like straight up not taking her calls. Yeah, which that sucks. It does. I'm I'm like, I'm curious why. Yeah. Like, why would Fury not be taking her calls? Yeah. I Did something happen? Did she do something? Did they have a big falling out after Mm -hmm. the whole Danica thing? I don't know. Yeah. But so she heads to the VIP area for this business meeting Mm -hmm. and she's meeting a vampire Mm -hmm. there. Oh, is that how you say it? I think when it's the Y, it's meant to be vampire. I think I heard that in the audible. I will go with that because it sounds fancier. If I am wrong, (laughs) whatever. But I'm pretty sure when it's spelled that way, it's vampire. Okay. But um, his name is Maximus Tertian. Mm Mm-hmm. And that's who she's doing. That's the client who yeah. is buying something from her. He's like a 200, 200 year old unwed and unmated vampire, son of the richest vamp and the most monstrous in all of like Pangean, basically. Yep. Uh, apparently, he fills bathtubs with maiden human blood. 
so he's a character. Yeah, gross. <laughs> no, no, thank you. Um, and you can tell he's very much like the classic, like rich, entitled alpha hole. Alpha hole, as Bryce loves to say. Yep. Um, and then obviously him, you know, having those vampire powers mm-hmm. makes him kind of scary. Yes. But Bryce does a really good job of like holding her cool, mm-hmm. staying in control. Yep. You can tell that she probably deals with a lot of people like mm-hmm. this at this point. Yeah. Which, and she's not just a receptionist. We kept calling her a receptionist right. before, but she's actually like selling things mm-hmm. and interacting with clients. So like she has, she's quite a bit. Right. And just well, she about. might have just been a receptionist back then, Maybe. but like she's evolved possibly, or she was doing that before and we just don't know. Yep. Um, but it is interesting. So she's definitely not drinking. She orders sparkling water. Yeah. Um, and I'm just kind of wondering, like, is it because you're on the job or is it you're just not drinking since like you're not dancing? Like yeah. kind of all these things you're just giving up. Exactly. We find out that she still hasn't made the drop and mm-hmm. we actually learn a lot more about the drop. Like yep. we've heard hints of it. We've heard a little bit about First Light, but we mm-hmm. get a ton more detail on it yep. this time. So they talk about how First Light is the pure undiluted light that each veneer emits while making the drop um, and it was only during the drop that the flash of first light appeared raw unfiltered magic it could heal and destroy and do everything in between so they capture it they bottle it and it's what they use to power the city mm-hmm. um, and a lot of other things yep um, in relation to running you know crescent city and so it's technically a donation yep. by each citizen but they get to keep a little bit um, and that's why at the very beginning when they were dancing, they when uh, Juniper and Bryce were dancing with mm-hmm. the group who had just made their drop, they had like little um, glow lights, basically. glow lights, basically. Yeah. So a lot of people will use their first light for like souvenirs mm-hmm. when their drops are made. Um, and so it's become like a party thing and it's exciting, but it's funny because it's terrifying terrifying mm-hmm. so they basically fall into their power but once they reach the bottom their mortal body body expires and the clock starts and they have to race back up to life before their brain shuts down permanently from lack of oxygen mm-hmm. they have six minutes to do it and the only like real way that they've found to make this work is by having someone as an anchor to mm-hmm. kind of help pull them back up and yep. bring them back to life and that's why they had referenced you know, Bryce and Danica being each other's anchors for mm-hmm. this. That's what that is, is that person to help make sure that they, it's a bungee cord that would snap their companion back up to life once they had leapt off of the runway. So it's like a very scary thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I wonder if it's like worth it. Cause they don't know what happens if you don't make it back, make it back. Like that's terrifying. Oh, it's so terrifying. So I think a lot of people focus on the, fun party (laughs) right yeah just try to keep a positive aspect of it yeah and i did think it was interesting they talk about how um the drop is made in a government center oh yeah and it's like a sterile room um because it's tracked like all first light is tracked by Mm -hmm. the illusion system um but they're able to monitor like all the vibrations in the world's magic um so it's just like interesting that it has to be like regulated and done in a government center and it's all tracked it's kind of i don't know a little big brother. There's so much of this that's very big brother like. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yikes. But alas, mm-hmm. people like it because then they become immortal. Yeah. And they kind of stop aging. Mm-hmm. They live for a very long time. And they have power. And they have power. So there's a lot of perks to doing it. Yeah. <laughs> um so we kind of flash back to the deal. They've made the deal. Um, and Maximus grabs her because he thinks he's entitled to sex with her. Mm. 
after making this deal, but she does not want it at all. No, she's so funny. She said something along the line. She says, well, it had to be a record being mistaken for a whore twice within 10 minutes. (laughs) It's like, well, Bryce, we all know how you dress. So yeah, I mean, I say with love in my heart, but like, I love it. Yeah. But within the context of that, it is funny that it's, that keeps happening. Yeah. But so it kind of like gets quiet and everybody's like turning and we see rune there yes and maximus snarls and he says you are mine which i was like whoa where does this come from like you she is not yours like you have no possession over her um but he's like freaking out that like this fey male is like looking at his girl quote unquote and she's like that's my cousin which like (laughs) it just like takes him back he's like wait what like yeah um, but that gets her the chance to walk away, which is good. Yes, because um, people don't want to mess with the Fae Prince. No. Um, and uh, the club owner called him. Yeah, apparently, like, Rune is, like, still looking out for her. Mm-hmm. It's which I think is super sweet, even though Bryce seems to want nothing to do with him. Yeah, apparently, like it said, like, for a few glittering years, they'd been best friends, a dynamic duo against motherfucker number one, a.k.a. the Fae male who sired them. But that was ancient history. Rune had seen to that. And I was like... What happened? I know. Also, like, what did he do then? But he's like keeping an eye on you now, right? So is he that bad? I don't. It, I, it doesn't come across as that bad to me. Yeah. But like, I don't know. Yeah, but she talks about how like no one would fuck with the relatives of Rune Dannon. So he kind of mm-hmm. saves her from Maximus. Yes. Um. One other thing I wanted to mention is so he gives her a check, which is like in enormous amount of money right um but she says that um some small part of her cringed at the tiny fact that she wouldn't receive any part of her commission on the piece on any art in jessica's gallery that money went elsewhere it's like where's your money going yeah i don't know like it's your commission mm-hmm. why does it go somewhere else I what don't know. yeah what are you what's happening for you financially yeah um so we oh god i was gonna say so rune kind of slides in Mm -hmm. and is chatting with her at the bar yep um what did you notice about their interactions well there was an ulterior motive to him coming to save her yeah he is there to relay a message from the autumn king who you know runs the fae he wants bryce to lie low until after the summit meeting which i thought was like really bizarre that this half fae is getting instructions passed down from the autumn king by rune dan yeah dan and like to lie low like what is Bryce doing that is so stirring the pot that she has to be told that from like the autumn king which okay wait by the way it Mm -hmm. is confirmed he is her dad he's her dad and Rune is her brother yes or half brother half brother yes so we have to call that out yes Rune's actually her half brother Mm -hmm. not the cousin yes and he is the thing that helps connect her back to the autumn king right so what I mean the Autumn King seems to not give a shit about her so it's like interesting that he's like oh we need to make sure to go tell her to lie low because the, the, the summit meeting is a big deal it like occurs every 10 years well it's basically like every year but it like rotates through but so this is like it hasn't happened in 10 years in Lunathian so yeah. it's a big deal and they kind of like debate any political issues that are going on with the Asteris orders um, but it's a big deal there's a lot of people in town for it yeah but it's um I thought this was sweet. So Bryce said, I didn't know that daddy bothered to care about my safety. And Rune says he doesn't, but I'll make him care about it. Mm. And I'm like, he seems like a good brother. He seems genuine. Like he seems like a good guy. Why don't you like each other? I don't know. 
Um, but Rune winds up bringing up like two years ago. He kind of like very casually says it. Mm-hmm. Um, and Bryce like instantly cl- clutches her glass as a primal fury surges up and then the glass explodes in her hand. Like that's a drastic reaction to just like the mention. Right. Of two years ago. Like, he doesn't even say, like, when Danica died. It was like, oh, what happened two years ago? You're like, that? That's what causes, like, that much fury? Like, I get, like, she's obviously super pissed that her friend was murdered. Yes. But that's that's a long time. Like, I know time heals all wounds, blah, blah, blah. But, like, clearly she has not made much progress. It felt like a very disproportionate reaction. Yes. And that's why it's like, red flag. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. But something that I thought was interesting is uh, Rune tells her to take a fucking breath Mm -hmm. and it said that horrible useless face side of her obeyed the dominance in his command her body falling back on instincts that had been bred into her despite her best attempts to ignore them this reminded me of an akatar with the high lords how it's like they're kind of like in a way they have to listen Mm -hmm. to their high lord so i wonder like is this a similar that's what i I literally pointed the same thing i was like it's like reminds me of like certain times in akatar where they're like i don't want to listen but i like Feel that to. compulsion almost, like, <laughs> yeah. to listen and obey. So there's some connection between the Fae and those two different books. Yeah. Um, um, she also mentions that she's been sober for nearly two years. Mm-hmm. So okay. very different, Bryce. The yeah. one who was drinking constantly, drugged up constantly. Dancing, partying. Sober. This she's is a not different Bryce. Drinking. She is not dancing. Mm-hmm. She is a shell <laughs> of what she once was. <laughs> yeah. Um, and Rune wants to walk her home, uh, but she says no and flips out on him. <laughs> yeah. Um, she basically, she, we learned that she like doesn't let anybody into her apartment. It's only been her mom, Randall and Juniper. Well, uh, also it's not mm. just an apartment. Uh, it's like a bougie <laughs> penthouse that like, Danica left for her in her will. Like what? <laughs> Who has like, what, what friend is that? I want friends like that, that leave me like a I penthouse know. apartments. Seriously. <laughs> That would be nice. Yeah. Um, but her penthouse apartment mm-hmm. seems really lovely. Yeah, it does. So But and Rune follows her home, basically. Yes. He's not allowed inside the building, but like he stands there until she turns her lights on. Yeah. Again, he doesn't seem like a bad brother. No. He seems good. But we also the uh Syrinx, the Chimera mm-hmm. is like her pet. Yeah. <laughs> And, and so I thought that was funny. She said something about like how she went to let the little beast out of his cage. Mm-hmm. It just, I don't know why that made me smile. <laughs> um, that's chapter eight. Yeah. All right. Anything else? No, I don't think so. All right. Chapter nine. Hunt comes home after a rough night on the job. Oh, well, dang. <laughs> yeah. I was like, uh, yikes. Yeah. Hunt has definitely killed a lot and it seems to be doing a lot more like of it. So yeah, I just very gruesome. I can't imagine like the mental toll it would take on a person yeah. um, killing that much. But I'm sure we'll get yeah. more of well, that. And it's not just like a kill. It's like a torture kill. Yeah. Which I feel like is just a lot more. That's a lot more. So we open yeah. up where he is in the middle of torture killing somebody. Yeah. This was a major change from the previous chapter. I was like not expecting it as I started reading. I was like, um, <laughs> OK, this was a lot. You're like, He's and pivot. Literally cutting people apart. Yeah. I was like, this is, this is a lot. That is a lot. Yeah. Um, so we don't know what these people did, but Hunt is going to town on them because Micah mm-hmm. requested this. This is what Micah does. He gives him people to kill mm-hmm. and he goes and kills them. Yes. Because he is trying to earn back his freedom. Which is like sad that that's yeah. like. 
how he earns it back like yeah. killing more for because he killed like like i know we'll talk about it like yeah. a little bit more in the chapter it but just feels like, like counterintuitive right but oh well um but basically so he's doing that and then he says he makes it to the commission barracks so mm-hmm. he kind of like lives in like a dorm style yeah. thing where him and the rest of the triari live there there's like mm-hmm. a common room there's shared showers all of that yep and he obviously wanted to go unnoticed but he walks Right by the common room and everybody from the Triari is basically there. And we meet the last member of the mm-hmm. five, which is Justinian. Is that how you say it? I think so. Okay. I didn't realize I was a guy. I thought that yeah, was a Yeah, I thought it was name. a girl at first and then it said he and I was like, okay. Yeah. That's just not a name I've never ever heard. <laughs> I'm surprised it's just not Justin or something. Justinian sounds more angelic. It does. It's just an odd name to me. But, <laughs> um, but he... Uh, we definitely feel the need to comment on about Hunt killing like multiple people. He just like feels the need to say things. And yeah. it's like, dude, like this guy clearly does not want to talk, but like, just let it go. Justinian apparently always comments on things like that. What a guy. Mm-hmm. Um, and we get a lot of, I want to say great background cause it's a lot of information, but it's really dark. <laughs> it's a dark background yeah. of Hunt. So basically he had been the slave before Micah mm-hmm. of Sandriel, right? Who was the his dead lover's twin sister? <laughs> yeah, which we'd mentioned Shahar. Yep. Prior, and we get into this a little bit more. So apparently, Sandriel, mm-hmm. um, they she might have killed their parents so that yeah. her and her sister could be archangels. Who knows? Mm-hmm. But um, essentially, that had happened, and Shahar. Didn't like, you know, the hierarchy and the way that things were running. Mm-hmm. And between that and her feelings for Sandriel potentially having killed her parents, she helped lead this rebellion. Yep. Um, how many, however many years ago, mm-hmm. like 200 years ago. And Hunt was like her commander, her number one general. And the two of them were lovers and they tried to do this whole thing. Mm-hmm. And it just did not work out well. Sandriel ended up defeating Shahar. Yep. And Hunt and all of their, you know, soldiers essentially became slaves yes. if they lived. Mm-hmm. Did I miss anything with that um, background? I don't think background-wise uh, okay. miss anything. So then we kind of flash forward to now because it's Micah's taken over from Sandriel or he took over the he, ownership. He, he like bought Hunt right. from her. Um, and he basically offered Hunt a bargain for his freedom. Uh, he said every kill for every life he'd taken that bloody day on Mount Hermon, mm-hmm. every angel he'd slaughtered during that doomed battle, he was to pay back in the form of more deaths, which like, that's what we talked about. Like, yeah. Why would you want somebody to murder more? I mean, I understand why Hunt would want to murder more. Right. But it is like definitely a twisted thing. It's like, oh, you killed our people. Mm-hmm. Now I'm going to make you kill. Kill. Yeah more even though a lot of it are demons right or bad people mm-hmm. i'm sure there's some innocent people that have been mixed in there too because yeah micah doesn't sound like a great dude no. i mean he sounds like better because he's at least giving hunt an opportunity at freedom yeah but, but not not great not great and then also it's not just the people he killed no it's the people all of his people killed because he he's, in theory is responsible is responsible so it is 2217 people that's a lot of people. That's a lot of people. Yeah. So that's unfortunate. Mm-hmm. And that's what Hunt is working toward. I think he has like 80-something right now. Yeah. Which, I mean, when you compare that to like 2,000, you're like, oh, boy. He's like, doing this for I'm, a while. Yeah. Which is unfortunate. 
Um, so we get just all of that information. He doesn't seem interested in interacting with the rest of the triari. He kind of just wants to like go shower, which yeah. I don't blame him because he's got blood and guts all over him. But his showering is not like normal people showering. He <laughs> literally like turns it to scalding hot. And what does it say? He submits himself to its relentless burning. Yeah, that's like that's not the most pleasant. No, it is not. Um, but we do learn his birth name is yeah. Orion Hunter, which I well, kinda... or, I think it's Orion who is a hunter, and that's where the nickname comes from. Oh, I thought it was Orion Hunter. <laughs> no, I was like that's kind of an odd thing. But Orion, who is a hunter, who is a hunter. So it was like goes by hunt. Orion. He's a hunter. Call hunt. me Hunt. Got it. I think that was... <laughs> Thank you for clarifying. Because I was like, that's kind of an odd... Like, they don't really flow, but I was like, I kind of like it. Um. Yeah. So that's a cool name. Yeah. I don't... I would... Hunt sounds better, though. Than Orion. Yeah. yeah. Like... I just think of the galaxy. I think everything needs a nickname. Yeah. What's a nickname for Orion? Ryan? Ryan? I mean, Ryan, you can just be Ryan. Ryan. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Meh. 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 All um, right. But I think that's it for... That chapter. Yep. Okay. Chapter 10. uh, Bryce receives visitors at work bringing some disturbing news. Yeah. I'm impressed with how chill and cool Bryce plays it when Isaiah and Hunt show up at Griffin Antiquities. Yeah. Um, I just feel like those are two guys I would not be messing with. Yeah. But I mean, she's interacting with the likes of Maximus Tertian. So she clearly knows how to handle herself around some intimidating veneer. Yes. Um, so she's at work and yeah. a Faye couple comes in. Uh, we learn that the Faye have prearranged marriages, which I thought was interesting. Um, and Bryce doesn't have to, which is nice because she doesn't like claim the Faye. So, right. Poor um, Rune, though, will one day. Yeah. But it just seems like archaic compared to how technologically like advanced the society is. It's kind yeah. of odd. But they do like mention... Even it's like the crucifixions. There's random things in here right. that feel archaic and barbarian. And you're like, what? Yeah. But like they mentioned it, I think, when we were talking about Micah earlier or when we were like reading about Micah how they select certain angels to like mate because of their bloodline so that they'll be more powerful because they're not exactly sure how the power like how some people mm. have so much power it might yeah. be in this chapter that they talk about it no it was in the I think it was in the last one yeah but it's like some are born with so much power some are born with none so like the Asteri like tell them to like be mated together yeah. so they can try to produce an even stronger air so it's like interesting how it works. Yeah. Well, and like the archangels, it's not necessarily hereditary. It right. just so happened mm-hmm. that those parents created twins that had the power that would right. ascend to that. Mm-hmm. So it's interesting yeah. how it's not like simple right. hereditariness. Like you'd think it was just like, oh, they have a lot of power, so their child would have a lot of power. Nope. Nope. Oh. So Bryce is dealing with that fake couple, trying to see if they want to buy anything. They're just browsing. Yep. Um, when they're like the buzzer at the door goes off for her. A few and times. A few times. <laughs> and we pivot to outside mm-hmm. where Isaiah and Hunt are. Yep. And you're just kind of like, what do they want? Right. What's going on? So um, Hunt doesn't seem like too excited to be there. Mm-hmm. Um, but the two of them are just trying to get in. I thought it was interesting that Hunt mentions Bryce's scent. Yeah. I thought it was like, it's a really bizarre combo. Lilac and nutmeg and then something he couldn't place. He said, oh, like the gleam of the first stars at nightfall. What does that smell like? Cause I don't know. I don't smell stars when <laughs> night happens. I don't know about you, but like, I don't the smell that. The gleam of the first stars at nightfall. I don't know, but I like it. It just sounds like he's trying to be romantic. Like, I feel like 
In <laughs> only in books can you say, "Oh, someone smells like a starry sky." Or a, what would you, you know what do I mean? if I walked up to you, hugged you, and I was like, "Oh, you smell good. You smell like the gleam of the first stars at nightfall." You'd be like, "The fuck is wrong with you?" Yeah, I'd be like, uh, "No, thank you." Do you, Do you need? Are you drunk? <laughs> is that what's happening? That's what you would say. Yes, it only works in books. <laughs> it only works in books. Um, but so Bryce is her ever charming self mm-hmm. and she basically tells them that they need to come back later. Yeah. And they're like, um, this is urgent. Mm-hmm. We need to talk to you. And it's so funny. She's like, oh, how about like three weeks from now? Yeah. Like I'll like, pencil you in. So sassy. Yep. So they decide to just wait outside until the door opens. Mm-hmm. Eventually that fake couple comes out, which so funny. The girl going down the alley and she's like, no more blind dates. I know. I'm like, Oh my gosh. That's hilarious. Yeah. But again, they see Bryce with the door open. They try to come in. She's just like, ha ha, see you in three weeks. And like slams the door shut. I'm yeah. Like, Bryce, your attitude is everything. Yeah. But they're like pounding on the door. Um, Hunt even tries to use like his lightning. But obviously the the like protection spells in place. Yeah. Keep it from doing it's anything. It's by a sorceress, sir. Right. You yes. really think she's not going to have all the protection spells? Yeah. But they tell her that they're there about a murder like through the door. So she finally opens the door. Yes. Um, uh, that's something that'll get a person to open the door. <laughs> yes. Um, and Hunt is like totally judging Bryce. Like he's yeah. thinking that she's a party princess. She's dumb. She's like this aromatherapy zealot. Cause he sees like her peppermint. Like maybe it just smells good. I huh? know. Like, why is that a crazy person thing? <laughs> um, yeah, he's just totally judging her. Yeah. Convinced that she did like some cosmetic thing to like get her scar away. Mm-hmm. All the things. Yes, but then Isaiah breaks the news that Maximus Tertian was killed in the meat market two hours after she met him. Yikes. Like, that's just random. It's very random. And Bryce is surprised, obviously, like, just like we are. I was kind of, like, not expecting that at all. Yeah. Kind of random. Yeah, but answers their questions before, you know, pushing back on them. She's like, what are your names? Like, you never introduced yourself, which, Mm -hmm. like, good for her, like, for kind of bucking up a little bit. You have rights. Yes. Kind of. (laughs) Maybe. We don't know your rights, but, like, (laughs) you should have some. Some. Hey, Mm -hmm. if they let Briggs go on a technicality, like, she has some rights. Yes. Um, but they're introducing themselves and I guess like they don't generally do this because they're kind of like, uh, like I'm Isaiah and Hunt is like, I'm Hunt his second. Like <laughs> right. they just don't do it because they're always on TV. Like everybody knows who they are. Right. So. No one like even questions it. They're like, oh, I know. Right. And Bryce is like, obviously I knew who they were, but yeah, just- I just, I love that such a power move too, though. It's mm-hmm. like, explain to me who you are. It doesn't matter that I actually know, but I, I'm so important that yeah. I need you to tell me who you are because yeah. I can't be bothered to watch TV. I don't know. That was such a good power move. Um, but they keep asking questions about the interactions. Like, you know, why did they meet at the Raven? Like what, you know, was, how was he acting? All of the things. And, you know, Bryce kind of just tells them everything that happened, that he was an alpha hole, mm-hmm. how he, you know, tried to hit on her. But like, you know, Rune showed up, he backed off, and he left. And that's how everything, yeah, you know, panned out. So they're not really suspecting her, it seems like, but they kind of just wanted to get a lay of yeah. the land. Because she very clearly has an alibi between her doorman mm-hmm. and Rune. So they tell her that, that Micah is coming. Which is like a very big deal. Yes. Why is Micah coming? Because he's the governor. His time's very important. He's a scary dude. Yes. Intimidating. And so he's coming. You can tell that Bryce, like, shifts a little bit. Yeah. Like, 
from Hunt's perspective, he says like no sign or scent of fear, but you can just kind of, I think later on it kind of just mm-hmm. says like she had to do everything she could to yeah. hold it. Cause mm-hmm. that is very surprising, but he's coming because Philip Briggs is, um, they don't think he's actually the murderer, the murderer. Oh, because Maximus Tertian was killed in the same way Danica and the pack were, which is crazy. Yeah. Because we know that a demon was summoned using like black salts from the pit yeah. of hell, like worst of the worst. And they were torn apart, torn apart. And like they they think that like, you know, Briggs did it and then was able to like yeah. put it back before, you know, people found out. But yeah. he's been in prison the past two years and there's well, literally no Briggs way he was convicted. Right. Of killing the pack. There's no way he could have gotten the black salts to summon the demon to kill Maximus. Right. So did he kill the pack? Right. And it's not like this was advertised. So it's not like there could be a copycat killer exactly. out there. So they're like, did we arrest the wrong person? And Bryce is like freaking out. Yes. Uh, for good reason. Like the, the killer is still out there. Right. Like I, it's one of those things where it's like if something horrible happens, mm-hmm. it's like at least you have the peace of mind. Like justice had been served. Right. Wouldn't happen to anybody else. And I think that was the only thing like holding Bryce together was the fact yep. that like, yes, her friend died, but the killer was punished. And yet. And yet it's the wrong person. It's so unfortunate. It's terrible. Um, so that's why Maximus or not sorry. Micah. That's why Micah is coming by. And he's coming in like ten minutes. It's not like, oh hey, like yeah. tomorrow, like let's schedule this. No, he's coming in ten minutes. You need to call your boss, get her on the phone because Ma- uh Micah wants to talk to her. Okay, so Bryce calls Jessica to warn her, like, what the heck is going on? And Mm -hmm. I did like that she has Bryce's back. Like, she's assuming that Bryce did not kill Maximus, and she wants to smooth things over with Maximus's dad, who's, like, super powerful, because she doesn't want him to kill Bryce. Yeah. So, like, I appreciated her in that regard. She definitely has her back. Like we said, Jessica likes her. Yes. (laughs) And so she's like, I'm going to, you know, get all of this ready. Mm-hmm. I'll call, like, call me when he's there. Yeah. So she kind of goes through that. Apparently she was in bed with two mm-hmm. <laughs> two men at the time. So she's really having to turn things around and hustle. Yeah. Um, But she's also very surprised about the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Real quick. Um, So it's said at one point that, um, yeah, here it is. So Bryce said that Jessica knew not to screw around with an archangel or maybe she'd finally found a scrap of empathy where Danica's murder was concerned. She sure as hell didn't demonstrate it when she ordered Bryce to get back to work or to be turned into a pig two weeks after Danica's death. And I read that and I'm like, or did Jessica really care? Because again, I'm yes. convinced Jessica cares about you. Yes. And Jessica was like, I see you spiraling. I see you spiraling and drowning. You need to do something. I'm going to tell you to get back to work or I turn you into a pig. Yeah. Because I think, you know, I think getting back to yeah. rhythms and doing things mm-hmm. helps. Yes. Especially because Bryce was like, I mean, we learned that like the five days after Danica died, like she literally sat on the couch, like didn't move or yeah. like laid in bed. Like she didn't move. So I think she needed somebody to tell her, I need you back at work. Like you yeah. need to do this or you're going to be turned into a pig. Yeah. So I, I'm on your page. Like I think Jessica likes her and was doing this for her benefit, not yeah. out of like spite for not liking Danica. Yeah. And then Lahava is still around because she kind of like peeps up from the archives like, is everything okay? Yeah. And she's like, stay hidden. Yes. <laughs> because they're going on lockdown. Because yes. Jessica said that. She's like, well, you like, you know what to do. Mm-hmm. Lock it down. Yeah. 
And so a lot of things are being put away to hide. Yes. Okay. Chapter 11. Chapter 11. Last chapter. Micah pays a visit to the gallery. What'd you notice? This is honestly not how I thought this book was going to go. No. Like, honestly, like this chapter is like, I mean, okay. First off, like chapter whatever, four or five, whenever the pack dies. Five. That was traumatic and totally (laughs) changed how I thought the book was going to go. Yep. For sure. But then this chapter also totally pivoted like yep. changed everything i was like wait what i what was like happening? i was like our receptionist slash like seller is gonna be an investigator now like <laughs> what no this is yeah. not what i was expecting with this book at all yeah so i'm with you Definitely yeah crazy yes so chapter 11 starts with micah arriving and bryce's description of him is intense hello micah hello micah well it's like so it says micah domitus's brown eyes devoured her his power pressed against her skin, ripped the air from the room, her lungs, filled the space with midnight storms, sex, and death entwined. What? Like, I don't even know what that combo means. Like, But, like, you know what it means. Oh, I do. It's like, but, you don't, but you're like, oh, I, I do. Know exactly. Yeah. I mean, and she also says, like, his power could level a metropolis. What? Like, they said, like, some angels, it could, you know, like, level a building, but he could level a metropolis. That's crazy. That's insane. That's an insane amount of power. Yeah. Um, and I thought it was really interesting because, like, they're all kind of standing there and Micah, like, tells him, you know, like, let's get this going. And he walks past Bryce and he kind of, like, his wing, like, the feather of his wing, like, grazes Bryce's collarbone. Ooh. And, like, she would have shuddered if it hadn't been for, like, Isaiah and Hunt there. Yeah. But then she says, Hunt held her gaze before he glanced at her collarbone as if the feather had left a mark. The tattoo of thorns across his forehead seemed to turn darker. And just like that, the scent... That scent of sex rippling off the archangel turned to rot. I just thought that was such an interesting, like, like she's so turned on by this, like, feather, like, graze. And then she sees, like, Hunt staring at that and is just, like, instantly, like, so turned off by the fact that he did that. Yeah. And I don't know why. It's very weird. Yeah. But it is interesting. Yeah. Also, this is where they talk about the archangels. Yes. jumped to the gun. Sorry. Uh, No, that was me, too. I thought they had already talked about it. Mm -hmm. So... She talks a little bit more about archangels, welcomes Micah in. He seems very much all business. Yes. He's like, no, we don't need a drink. My colleagues don't need a drink. Call your boss. Let's yeah. sit down. Let's do it. He like wants to get to business. Yes. Um, let's see. We learned that Bryce actually never fixed her leg. Yes. Her leg is like hurting terribly right now because she's been running around trying to prepare for mm-hmm. them. So she's like trying not to limp, trying to stay strong. Yep. So that's also happening for her in the background. Mm-hmm. Um, we it mentions like the SPQR. We kind of learn SPQM. SPQM. Sorry. No, you're good. <laughs> I'm so used to like the actual like yep. whole thing, but uh, <laughs> we learned that it stands for Senatus Populusque Midgard. So yes. it's the Midgard Senate and people. So we actually officially know what it stands for now. Yes, makes sense. Yes. Um. Let's see. So Jessica, she gives Jessica the call. Mm-hmm. Um, she says, we're ready whenever you are. They apparently have like a big screen, like fancy ass Zoom call yeah. <laughs> situation. And they call Jessica in and it says, despite having less than 10 minutes and despite using most of that time to make some very important calls, mm-hmm. Jessica's flowing Navy dress was immaculate, revealing tantalizing glimpses of a lush female body adorned with freshwater pearls at her ears and throat. Her cropped ash blonde hair glowed in the golden first light lamps cut shorter on the sides, longer on the top effortlessly chic and casual her face was both young and wise bedroom soft yet foreboding her pale gray eyes gleamed with glittering magic alluring and deadly 
this was not how I pictured Jessica when I read this book. No, but she sounds lovely. She sounds beautiful. Yes. But for some reason, again, I admit it, I'm a bit of a skimmer. It's <laughs> fine. But like when I first read this book, like Jessica in my mind is like, like a cranky witch. Mm-hmm. Like I picture dark hair. Yeah. I picture a little bit older. Yeah. Just like dark features all around. I don't know. So, yeah. I don't know. But that's that's what Jessica looks like. Let's reframe that. <laughs> I know. Uh, Jessica goes up on the big screen, mm-hmm. right? Um, we talked about how she looked, and she just she doesn't seem as phased by Micah, yeah. as other people. She's very cool. She's very calm and collected, and just kind of like, oh, hello, Micah. Like yeah. she talks with him every day. Mm-hmm. Um, what did you notice about Micah's interactions with her? I I don't know what he thinks of her. I'm like trying to figure out if he likes her if he respects her if he kind of thinks of her as like an equal if he doesn't really care about her like I feel like he puts off multiple vibes in this conversation so I'm not sure what his feelings are for Mm -hmm. her um so he kind of reiterates about how um Danica Fendier was murdered Mm -hmm. in the exact same way that Maximus Tertian was right and um he says there's another connection. Yes. And we're like, what is this other connection? Right. Um, and Jessica asks if she needs to pay for this information. Um, but he responds that he's sharing this information so that they might combine resources, which are kind of like, why is he sharing information about these murders with her? Like, why are we combining resources? What do we need? Right. And by combining resources, we find out that he wants Bryce to find the murderer. I don't. I'm very confused here. She's, you have a whole team. Yes. You have so many people who are actually like trained in this. Yeah. You have the 33rd. You have the ox. You have all these people. Yep. And, and you think Bryce is going to do it? Well, the way he says it, he's like, for Bryce Quinlan to find the true murderer behind this, of course. Of, of course. course. Why, why the of course? <laughs> I was like, that's not an obvious statement. Like yeah. Bryce is the least likely person to do this. Exactly. I mean, she's no longer real like party girl material but she's leftover party girl and she's in a i say assistant but we know what she does it and the whatever sales antiquing all all the the things things. but she's not an investigator no not at all no and she thought briggs killed them anyway right so what is she like how is she going to change that her initial assumptions were wrong right What's next? I, I don't know. Investigator Danica or investigator Bryce over here. <laughs> I just, this was not the turn I expected. No. In this book. No. Again, this is like a whole other turn. Like, yeah. I feel like we've talked about that when the pack of devils died, totally shocked. That's yep. not how I thought the book was going to go. This again, not how I thought the book was going to go. It's a true crime book. All of a sudden <laughs> true crime fantasy. <laughs> yeah. So I'm, uh, I'm very curious to see how Bryce does as a detective. We'll see. Yeah. And that's all for this week. Yeah. Hope you guys enjoyed and we'll talk more next week. Oh, wait, did we say what chapters we're doing next week? Oh, no, we didn't. Okay. Sarah, thank you for correcting me. I know. Me. We're still so fresh. It's been so long since we've done this. That we- <laughs> it has. We need to get back in the rhythm. Yes. Um, chapters 12 through 15 okay. are next week and we will talk more then. Yes. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to A Court of Fairies and Fangirls, a Sarah J. Mass fan podcast. Please rate, review, and subscribe, and let us know what you think. 
Check out our Patreon for more ways to support and connect with us for as low as $1 a month. You can also find us on Instagram at at fairies and fangirls. Jump in on the conversation and we look forward to chatting with you more next week. Bye. Bye.